0: And I have here with me today two of my colleagues, Commissioner Cannon Mark Kendall and Mrs. Wanda Ariza. Just a little bit about our guest for today. Mrs. Wanda Ariza was seconded to the Integrity Commission as secretary in April of 2010. At that time, she was the first and only staff member of the commission, She then became formally appointed in May of 2012 and has assisted the commission with its growth over the past 12 years. We've now grown from a staff complement of one to now 16. Her role with the commission is to ensure that it meets on a regular basis, to keep proper records and minutes of the commission's meetings, to supervise all administrative, an executive task of the Commission, amongst other things. She's also a wife and a mother of five children and two grandchildren. Thank you, Miss McCartney. Welcome, Mrs. Arisa. Thank you. We have also Commissioner Cannon Kendall. He's no stranger to the community of the Turks and Caicos, and in particular Grand Turk, where he serves as the Anglican priest for over 30 years. He served in various capacities as a data processing clerk, a teacher, a justice of the peace, and he loves cricket. His alma maters are Conjurington College and the University of the West Indies, Cave Hill and Barbados, St. Stephen's House Oxford and the University of Phoenix. He's also happily married with a son and he is presently serving as the Chair of the Commonwealth Caribbean Associations of Integrity Commissions and Anti-Corruption Bodies. We call it the CCAICACD. Welcome, Commissioner Canon.
1: Thank you very much, Tunisia. I'm very happy to be here, and we welcome our visitors or those who have logged on to this program.
0: Yes, indeed. Welcome to each of you. Before we get into t- to today's program, let us hear a word from our sponsor.
2: As a man who loves spending time with family, does whatever it takes to keep my wife happy, and works hard to grow a successful business, it is important for me to stay on top of my game. With Flo's new family plans, I get to keep all my favorite things in one place. With 80 gigabytes of data to share with up to four family members and unlimited local anywhere talk and text, I get one bill that covers my entire family for as low as $60 per line and no surprise charges. All I had to do was add my home internet to my mobile, switch to Flow for more savings and more value. Flow helps me look out for my family's greatest needs, keep my customers happy, stay connected to everything I love, and have more time for the right things.
0: Welcome back to today's program. If you are just joining me, I am your host, M. Tunisia McCartney, and you're listening to the Commission's Report. Integrity Matters. We have with us today, Commissioner Kenan Kendall, as well as Mrs. Wanda Ariza, our Executive Secretary. And I have been serving with the Integrity Commission for over the past eight years. And we've done over 80 plus sessions between the civil service and statutory boards. And most persons were unaware of the origin and the role and the function of the Integrity Commission. And so I would like to personally thank you, on behalf of the Integrity Commission, its commissioners and staff, and Radio Turks and Caicos for this very, very critical, opportune time that we get to share with each of you throughout the length and breadth of the Turks and Caicos Islands and to even our regional and international listeners. Our aim is to ensure that by the time of the end of the last, these six programs, that we give you a better understanding about the Integrity Commission, its role and function, our history, and the role that each of every one of you, especially in relation to our citizens here in the Turks and Caicos, have to play in helping the Integrity Commission to carry out its mandate. We are aware that the origin and the creation of the Integrity Commission started at a controversial time. We would have had the suspension of the Constitution of the Turks and Caicos, as well as the Sir Robin All Commission of Inquiry during that time. So much clarification is needed. So I crave your attention, your openness, and your patience, patience because it is a delicate and sensitive matter. Feel free to ask all the questions that you need, read up if necessary as well, and sometimes research is needed. Let us all be informed, so invite your friend, your neighbor, and even a family member to join in to listen into integrity matters. And so we will start off with that very first question. If you can elaborate with us on the creation, the origin of the Integrity Cor- Commission,
3: Mrs. Arisa. Okay, the Integrity Commission started, um, it was established by the Integrity Commission Ordinance 2008. It was established in 2008 by the then government in power, by the PNP administration and the commission was formally inaugurated in May of 2010. The commission is an independent anti-corruption statutory body which is enshrined in the TCI constitution 2011 as amended. It is one of the institutions that protects good governance in the TCI in 2010 when the commission started as miss mccartney said the commission started with one person and that was myself the commission also had an interim director for about six months following which we started to employ persons from both the turks and caicos and overseas as on contract basis to work with the commission in 2010 the commission we didn't start with a budget But we are under the governor's office now, and we have to present a budget to the House of Assembly every year for us to be able to carry out our work. So to this year, we are being um, funded by TCI government.
0: Yes, thank you very much for um, informing our listeners that it was a part of the then revised constitution of the PNP legislation that um, gave way to the origin and the creation of not just the Integrity Commission, but all the other institutions of good governance.
1: And so... If if I can interject, please, Uh, just to add to what uh, Wada has said, um, I've been informed that at the inception that the government provided $750,000 for the functioning of the Integrity Commission. And uh, at this particular point, we are now at $2.3 million. So over the years, the provision has increased. So it's not to say that uh, we are now getting money from the government. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have had the money from the inception, but uh, it has increased over the years.
0: Yes, and and to also appreciate that even though a legislation may be passed, it may not be enacted or implemented until a later date when funding resources are available to source the carrying out of its functions. Mm -hmm. Yes, and so I was turning to you, Commissioner, to talk about the aspect with regards to the commissioners and even to inform persons that the commission is really the commissioners and the executive secretary by law. So please elaborate. The
1: inter-commission is a statutory body and it comprises the secretary as well as six commissioners. Of the six commissioners, one is appointed by the governor. Another is identified as a member of the bar. One is a member of the accounting body of the Turks and Caicos. Uh, I am a, the clergy representative and I am appointed by His Excellency the governor. There are two others. One is nominated by the premier and the other is nominated by the leader of the opposition. And both of them are appointed. Subsequently, by the governor. So, the commission comprises six commissioners and the secretary. And we have the responsibility of the overall governance and management of the commission. Uh, There is a line of demarcation between the functions of the commission and the operations of the commission. And uh, we, as commissioners, we just have oversight, we have to ensure that our statutory mandate is carried out we have oversight with regard to human resources and their emoluments we also have oversight with regard to the various aspects of the functioning of the integrity commission Uh, we are not involved in the nitty-gritty but um, we are the ones who ultimately are responsible for the commission if there is any legal matter with which the commission is charged, it would be the commission uh, that will have to answer for that.
0: Yes, indeed. And do you mind sharing the tenure because I understand that it's for a period of time. And yes, some persons are reappointed, however, to share that with our listeners.
1: Commissioners are usually appointed for three years and can be reappointed for another three years or for a length of time that the governor uh, may decide or determine. Uh, But usually it's not more than three years.
0: Yes, and I'm glad you highlighted it, and I think I should say for emphasis that these appointments are made based on the appointees of the governor, um, the leader of the opposition, and the the government of the day. That's
3: correct. Um, Also, we've had three chairmen and about 15 commissioners pass through the commission since our inception.
0: Yes, I can recall Reverend Reuben Hall. Yes, we've had um, a few of the names. Former
3: Commissioner of Police, Paul Harvey. Reverend Pedro, Pedro Williams Yes, as we've well. Had Reverend Julia Williams. Um, mm. We've had Bishop Clarence Williams. And um, we've had some representatives of the um, accountant body, Nick Hayward and Gary Broth. And at um, one point, we even had um, Honorable Rosita Butterfield as yeah, one of our commissioners for a short period of time. Yes, indeed. Thanks for sharing that with us. Um, we've been
0: talking about the commission, and yes, we're going to get into the role and the function, but I would like for us to take some time to give them the contact details and where we are located. So as they, they hear what we're discussing and they have any questions or comments, they can feel free to call and ask me.
3: The commission then we started. We were located at the um, Waterloo building in Grunter. We are now currently currently located at Franklin Mizzix Building, Church Folly on Grunter, and um, we are located in Provo. We opened our office in 2015 in Provo, and we are located at Unit C204. Cabot House, Leeward Highway. Both of those buildings um, of the Integrity Commission are across from the IGA stores in both Granter and Provo, and our contact details for the Granter office is 946-1941. For the Provo office, it's 941-7847, and anyone can feel free to visit our website. Our website is www.integritycommission.tc very easy to remember www.integritycommission.tc
0: And just can, so I can also throw in there, we've created an email address just specifically for integrity matters. Ox, that's A-S-K Ox at integritycommission.tc And so I would like to go on to, to Commissioner Cannon now. We've talked about this stuff. we um, Then through the commissioners, um, we started to go into the role and the function of the Integrity Commission. However, I'd like to take a little bit of a pause and go back because it's very important and persons would have asked during our various sessions, who does the commission staff report to and who is the commissioners accountable to?
1: The organizational structure of the operations of the Integrity Commission comprises the executive, particularly the director and the deputy deputy director and the heads of the four units of the commission. They have a responsibility collectively or through the director to report to the commission. And I've already stated that the commission is the secretary and the commissioners and we receive reports from the director, the deputy director, and the heads of the four units on a regular basis, sometimes six weeks or seven weeks. We, as commissioners, we fall under the governor's office. The governor has responsibility for the integrity commission, and so we have to submit regular reports to him, and uh, sometimes it is that the commissioners meet with him or more often than not, the director meets with him to give him updates as to what's happening in the commission. As a statutory body, we are funded by the government, and so we have a responsibility where the government as well. In particular, every year we have to prepare an annual report, and that annual report has to be given to the House of Assembly. In addition, because we are financed by the government, we have to be accountable to the Ministry of Finance. And thereby, every quarter, we have to provide a quarterly report of expenditure. But ultimately, we have to answer to the Governor and uh, also, uh, to a lesser extent, to the House of Assembly and uh, to the Ministry of Finance.
0: Yes, so thank you, for shedding that light. Um, Just for transparency, to let the listeners know that we too are held accountable and responsible, and we have um, outputs that we too have to, to answer and project as an integrity commissioner. Yes. You are listening to the commission's report, Integrity Matters, with me, Intonisia McCartney, and my guests, Commissioner Ken Kendall and Mrs. Wanda Risa. We will be right back after this word from our sponsor. It's all-new adventures with Blue and her friends. They'll make new memories, visit new places, and learn new moves. Don't miss all-new Blue's Clues and You Adventures. Welcome back to the Commission's report, Integrity Matters. I am your host, Indonesia McCartney, and our guest, Mrs. Wanda Risa and Commissioner cannon Kendall. Feel free to visit our website, www.integritycommission.tc, for further information, or what you can do is email us at oks, ask, A-S-K, at integritycommission.tc. You can also feel free to call either of our numbers in Grand Turk, 946-1941-1941, or Providenciales, 941-7847. Before we left, we were talking about the Integrity Commission, how it began, the commissioners who we report to, and now we will continue to talk about the role of the Integrity Commission the role and the function
3: of the Integrity Commission. Okay. The Commission was built on a framework of good governance, upon which integrity, honesty, and good faith in public life will flourish as a way of life over time. The Commission has four units, as Ken and Kendall said. The units are the compliance unit, which deals with the receipt and verification of Schedule One declaration forms. These are documents that are presented to our office by persons listed under our ordinance as specified persons in public life. These persons provide us information on their income, their assets, their liabilities. This information is highly confidential, very sensitive, and this information is secured very securely. is kept very securely in the Integrity Commission's office. Um, usually, the compliance unit deals with that. The investigative unit, they deal with the conducting investigations into complaints that are lodged with the commission. Commissioners at their meetings will determine whether a formal inquiry will be held or if based on the evidence of an act of corruption, the matter will be sent to the office of the DPP for charges to be laid. The public education unit, they deal with educating the general public of the Turks and Caicos Islands on the role and functions of the Commission. They deal with advising the public to um, engage with us. They encourage the public to engage with us and provide any acts of corruption, provide us with information so that the Intelligence Unit can build up their intelligence for passing on to our investigative unit. Um, The Public Education Unit also engages with schools churches civic and other public entities so that they can advise them not advise them so that they can remind them of their role in building the tci into a society which has a lot of integrity
0: Um. so we have the compliance aspect where we have the declarations the specified persons in public life and even a part of that we also have the Registry of Interest yeah. that only the House of Assembly members would would um, complete yes. that form.
3: The compliance unit deals with the Register of Interest. We also have um, the Register of Interest for those persons in the public who don't know. The Register of Interest is a document that the Commission produces every year. It is usually published around the 31st of March, and what it details is... Um, specific information from all the 21 members of the House of Assembly, not their financial details, not the monetary details, but the names of companies that they own, shareholders, share, shares in companies that they have, directorships and other ownerships of other entities and assets, and um, it's published by a document that is, can be found in the Integrity Commission's offices in grantor and providentiales. The public is um, advised, if they wish to, to go in and see the document themselves so that they can be aware of what the MPs hold and what the members of Parliament hold, the Speaker of the House and, and all other persons who are um, representatives of in, in the House of Assembly. So that document is also um, located at the... The various district commissioner's office in the out Islands, and um, it's also located at the House of Assembly. It's a public document. It's nothing that gives out any specific details as far as monetary values for anything that any of those persons hold. It just gives a, a basic layout of what they own so that the public is always aware of what our MPs have, what they have Um, shares in and, and whatnot. We've also been responsible for the production of a document called the Code of Conduct for Persons in Public Life, and this Code of Conduct gives guidance to TCIG civil servants as well as ministers as to how they should, how it's expected for them to behave. It gives them some guidance so that they will know what is expected of them and what is not expected of them. The commission also is responsible for the political activities ordinance. And the political activities ordinance is generally mostly used during the time of elections campaigning. The integrity commission is responsible for ensuring that the income and asset, not income and assets the in, income and expenditures yes. of all political parties and independent parties are kept in a manner that the public can view it and at the end of the election campaign everyone who has ran in the election, that is the political parties and both independent candidates, they have to file returns with the commission to show what their income was during that period as well as what their expenditure was.
0: Yes, thanks very much. You really elaborated and I wanted to to key out that the importance of this available and transparent to the public is for you to play your role in holding our house of assembly members holding the commission holding our persons who say we're serving once we hold a public position we're serving within government we're serving the people of the Turks and Caicos and the transparency is there so you can ask the necessary questions to keep us accountable and to keep those who submit themselves to serve in public life to keep them accountable for the
1: greater good of the Turks and Caicos Islands. If I can interject at this point, please allow me. Uh, first, we need to clear up two misconceptions about the uh, Integrity Commission generally. Uh, first, has to do uh, with what Wanda just said about our responsibility toward the members of the House of Assembly. Uh, many people are not aware of the fact that it is the Integrity Commission that... ...sets the salaries for members of the House of Assembly, the salaries and allowances. Uh, Many people think it's that uh, the government sets the salaries. No, it's the Integrity Commission. And any change in salaries would have to be approved by the the Integrity Commission prior to the House of Assembly uh, approving it. Secondly, there are some people who think that the Integrity Commission... Uh, is a product of the Robin Hall Commission of Inquiry and Report. I want to reiterate what was said earlier, that the ordinance was passed in 2008, and that would have been prior to the suspension of the Constitution, and it was passed during the time the PNP government was in administration. The Integrity Commission is necessary. You've asked about the functioning. In our vision statement, we envisage a country that will be corruption-free. And in our mission statement, we seek to combat corruption, to prevent corruption, to investigate corruption. We also want to ensure that the resources of the country benefit all the people of the country. And just to give you a global perspective, we are told, we can never get a precise figure, but we are told that $2.6 trillion, U.S. dollars, goes toward corruption every year. There are 1.4 billion people who can be moved from the poverty line because of the amount of corruption that is going on in the world. The establishing of the Integrity Commission, while some may think it has to do with things that happen internally, it was best practice. And we have certain obligations internationally. And because we are British territory, so certain obligations that... Uh, the uh, United Kingdom has um, are passed down to us and so we have an obligation to ensure that there are checks and balances and we don't do this in isolation there are other agencies and departments and statutory bodies that assist in ensuring that there is no corruption and there is good governance in the country but uh, globally uh, in terms of the global corruption index. I believe there are about 178 countries that are on that index. Yeah, and uh, there's also Transparency International. They produce reports every year to show the level of corruption in various countries. Yeah. We, are, we are not on that index because we are British territory. But I'm saying this simply to say that because of what is happening internationally, because of money laundering because of the financing of terrorism, uh, because of people using uh, financial havens around the world. It is necessary. It's not that we are pinpointing people in the Turks and Caicos or we created the Integrity Commission because we think people in the Turks and Caicos are corrupt. Uh, This is a movement globally whereby countries are in a global village. We are linked and we work together to stamp out corruption. So so people must be well aware of that. It's not simply because of one or two people at the Turks and Caicos that the Integrity Commission was formed.
0: Yes, indeed. And I really want to um, emphasize the, our, our mission that the Turks and Caicos um, Integrity Commission would lead in combating corruption, meaning that it's not just the Integrity Commission alone. But each citizen, each person, each boy, each girl has a role to play. And I'm sure that we all would want to, to know that the public resources are used fairly for all of us to access land, all of us to access educational opportunities, all of us to access whatever business opportunities that will be there for us to attain. But if we don't work on minimizing And we're not saying that corruption only exists here in the Turks and Caicos. It's everywhere. It's a global pandemic because of the trillions of dollars that are lost. They don't even seek to count the subjective data in terms of lives lost, persons who who don't receive fair treatment in the hospitals, the traffic accidents, the lack of power supply, and, and even the investments that are detracted because persons don't want to come to a place where they have to pay three times Um, the amount to do something where they could find to do it somewhere else for half the course or even less. And so, because we want Turks and Caicos to grow and to develop, we are a young developing nation. We want to ensure that we are doing those checks and balances for better Turks and Caicos, not only for ourselves, but for our children.
1: Can I put another figure into the mix? Um, Globally, it is thought that 5% of the global gross domestic product goes toward corruption. And what that simply means is that if we put a figure to all the products and services offered by the Turks and Caicos Islands, and we calculate 5% of that, and, and, you know, I'm being specific about the Turks and Caicos, but the 5% is a global figure. Some countries are more corrupt than others. But if we were to apply that to the Turks and Caicos Islands, Every $1,000 that we make, it means that $50 will be going into somebody's pocket or a set of people's pockets, uh, and that money should be used for the benefit of all of us. Whether it is you want a big airport, you want better roads, you want schools, you want the poor people to be helped by social development, Mm -hmm. just imagine if the money is going into people's pockets and we can't use it Mm -hmm. for the benefit of all of us. Then necessarily we have to deal with that situation. we have to we have to yes, continue to fight corruption.
0: Yes, and we would have mentioned earlier about the important sensitive information that our compliance unit would handle and because we are a small relative small island state, we know everybody, what are some of the measures in place to ensure that confidentiality is guaranteed because it would be a genuine concern from any person
1: who's filing a declaration? Yes, that's a very interesting question. Uh, many people may not know, but we, we all, as commissioners and members of staff, we have to sign a secrecy declaration when we're employed or when we are nominated or become members of the commission. Okay. and. Uh, that is taken very seriously because it even comes with a penalty that includes jail time. And what that simply means is that whatever is discussed, uh, whatever documents that they are privy to, uh, we have to keep that in a confidential manner. And I cite the example of the compliance unit. Uh, members, uh, specified persons in public life, have to present declarations of their income and assets and liabilities to the compliance unit. At the moment, the compliance unit comprises three persons. Now, it is only those three persons at inception who have sight of those declarations. No other member of the staff, not the director, not the commissioner. And it is the compliance unit who will say that this person is in order and they should have a certificate of compliance. If there is an issue... If enough information is not presented, or if there are questions about the person's uh, assets and liabilities and what they have presented, then that will be elevated perhaps to the director. And if it's not dealt with satisfactorily, then that may be elevated to the commissioner. But I say that simply to say that people should not think that information that you submit to the Integrity Commission is known by everybody who is associated with the Integrity Commission. The only information that is known and that is very public and is known to everybody is what has been said already the Register of Interest that is public information about members of the House of Assembly and you've heard already there is no figure that's put to the land or the houses or the shares that they have. It's just that it is there for people to see and if people are concerned that the information is not correct, they can make a report to the integrity commission.
0: So thanks for reassuring our listeners that their information is confidential, that we are sworn to an oath of secrecy. And generally, once everything is well with your declaration form, it's only the compliance unit who will have sight of that
1: declaration for. Yes, it would be interesting, too, for listeners to know that with regard to investigations and intelligence, that, too, is confined Mm -hmm. to the investigation department. Mm -hmm. And so it is that uh, people may have the assumption that everybody in the commission knows what's going on. They know about the investigation. That's Mm -hmm. not true. And, uh, in fact, when the general public gets a press report that someone has been arrested or somebody has been charged or interdicted from duty, when that press report is sent to the media, it is also sent to the commissioners. So it is at that point of time that the commissioners are made aware that somebody is charged. And in some instances, there is no name. I know in recent times, just just an age was put in the press press uh, statement. So so even then, we may not be aware of who it is. So so the compliance unit you know, set apart in terms of uh, confidentiality. The investigations unit is also set apart in terms of confidentiality. And as I said, as commissioners, we just have oversight. We are not involved in the nitty-gritty. And sometimes even the director who is in charge of the operations, he does not have the intimate information about declarations and about investigations.
0: Yes, thanks for clarifying that. And one of the things I wanted to, to highlight is that we as the Integrity Commission because you did mention that we declare but we do not declare to ourselves. We declare to the Governor's Office just to ensure that that is there for Every transparency and, and that everyone is aware that, that the Commissioners and staff members, we also declare, but we do not declare to ourselves, we declare to the governor's office.
1: And in Tunisia, we should say too, why it is we have to declare. Okay. Uh, people in public life, uh, those who work for the government, those who are directors, those who are permanent secretaries, the commission of police, people who hold those kinds of responsibilities... At the inception, they declare what they have. And we know it's public information. Uh, generally, we know we have an idea how much they earn. And in two years' time, they have to file another declaration. And the compliance unit will look at what they have filed. They know what they filed two years ago. They know what their salary is, what their income is, what they, whatever else they got perhaps as gifts. And to see whether everything is in sync. If it is, I'm working for two thousand dollars, and I'm able to buy uh, sixty thousand dollars BMW. Then that raises a red flag. So, so the declarations are there for us to ensure that people are not being corrupt. And we can eat, we can also add that not only the persons in public life, but also their spouses have to declare and their children. Because sometimes you may want to hide the money in your wife's name or your husband's name or in your children's name. So that is why we have to get the information. It may seem very intrusive, but I say again, and I will say all the time, it is for the benefit of the entire country, for all of us as citizens and residents of this country. Because if it is that person is not able to get that $50 illegally, that $50 will go we're doing something for all of us.
0: Yeah. Yes, and I like this um, leaning on, to, to go into our break, leaning on the fact that we we do it out of love for country. We want to serve to make a better Turks and Caicos. And our our theme song is We Can Make It Better. It's the winning song from our interpartumny school competition in 2017, won by Precious Treasures. We Can Make It Better Turks and Caicos if we work together so we'll have our theme song as well as a word from our sponsor do enjoy
3: Flow helps you stay connected to what matters. Simple plans and a better network mean that you can enjoy 30 days of unlimited social messaging, 10 gigabytes of reliable data to use as you like, and 1,000 local anywhere calls and texts. With the always-on prepaid plan, all for $80 with Turks and Caicos' most reliable LTE network. With Flow, it only gets better.
2: As a man who loves spending time with family, does whatever it takes to keep my wife happy, and works hard to grow a successful business, it is important for me to stay on top of my game. With Flo's new family plans, I get to keep all my favorite things in one place. With 80 gigabytes of data to share with up to four family members and unlimited local anywhere talk and text, I get one bill that covers my entire family for as low as $60 per line and no surprise charges. All I had to do was add my home internet to my mobile, switch to Flow for more savings and more value. Flow helps me look out for my family's greatest needs, keep my customers happy, stay connected to everything I love, and have more time for the right things.
0: Welcome back to the Commission's Report, Integrity Matters. I am your host, Tunisia McCartney, the Public Education Officer for the Integrity Commission, and I'm here with Mrs. Wanda Risa, as well as Commissioner Kenan Kendall. And we've been talking about confidentiality as well as um, the vision and the mission of the Integrity Commission. And so we'll move on to talking about some of the stakeholders that help to support the functions of the Integrity Commission and stakeholders, not just locally, but regionally and internationally. And I just want to point out there before I welcome my guests to answer that each and every citizen, resident, visitor to the Turks and Caicos Islands automatically becomes a stakeholder.
1: You're right about that. Uh, we begin at the beginning. and. Uh All of us will be aware of the fact that um, fighting corruption begins in the home and starts with our training. And we all know, our parents and our grandparents would have told us honesty is the best policy. And I believe that once our minds are framed and crafted in an environment in the home where there is integrity and honesty, that then will help the young people to become adults who will continue to hold that value. However, we're also aware that temptation is rife, and the devil is busy, and uh, money is a great temptation, as the Word of God says, the love of money is the root of all evil, and uh, we can talk more about that at another time, but every resident or citizen uh, is the most basic stakeholder, and uh, each of us has the responsibility not to be corrupt, first and foremost, and to encourage others not to be corrupt, and if it is that we are aware of corruption to report it. There's a special responsibility for public officers who are aware of corruption. They are mandated to report it, and if they don't, and are found out, there is a penalty for that. They're actually fined if they don't report it. But in regard to um, other stakeholders, here in the Turks and Caicos Islands, there are other bodies that are involved in ensuring that there is good governance, like the Human Rights Association, Complaints Commissioner, the Attorney General's Chambers, the Director of Public Prosecutions, the Financial Crimes Unit all of
0: no, these auditor yeah,
1: the auditor general of no. course the auditor general
0: no, no
1: audit all of all of these are agencies bodies or departments that deal with good government governance and ensures that the uh, country's money is used properly at the regional level we are a part of the caribbean Association of Integrity Commissions and Anti-Corruption Bodies. This was the brainchild of the Commonwealth Secretariat, uh, who is one of our global partners. and They have actually been funding the association over the years. The association was formed in 2015, and the Turks and Caicos was a founding member. I'm happy to say that over the years, that uh, our former director, um, Mr. Eugene Antoine QC, was the chairman of the association, and I happen to sit in that position no. at this time. And it's indicative of the respect that the other jurisdictions mm-hmm. have yeah, for, for the, the Turks, Turks and, Caicos. and Caicos. In particular, we have a very robust ordinance that enables us to do certain things that are not done in other jurisdictions. Mm -hmm. And uh, I must say, too, that we in the Turks and Caicos Islands, we see the government as one of our partners because over the years the government, government has increased the allocation to the Integrity Commission so that we are better able to fulfill our mandate. Mandate. Mm -hmm. And globally, uh, we are a part of the Financial Action Task Force, and there is a Caribbean subset of that, the Caribbean Financial Action Task Force. And uh, these agencies rate countries uh, to see how corrupt they are or whether they're not corrupt. And uh, the ratings are very important if we want developers to mm-hmm. come and the people to have respect for us. and if it is that this country has to have a loan from an international agency, our rating will be looked at. So it is good for us to ensure that we have a very good rating, whether by the Caribbean Action Task Force or any other agency. So we have we have local stakeholders. We have stakeholders in the region, and we have uh, international stakeholders, primarily the Commonwealth Secretariat.
0: Yes, thank you very much. And I don't think that we can underscore the importance of the individual citizenry and their role that they have to play as a stakeholder. And I know you stated reporting, but we don't just want any reporting. We, want re- we would prefer the reporting to the right places, and we do have our website website where you can report anonymously. That's www.integritycommission.tc. There is that feature where you can report anonymously. We do know that this is a small island state, and you may be reluctant to to report. Um, You may be out of fear or whatsoever there may be, and so we're encouraging you to report anonymously. Additionally, you mentioned and you started talking about the importance of the home that the home has as a social um, aspect of the nurturing and nature of of young adults of children. Um, What I want to also go there to the culture, because that's also another important aspect of any any people. And so what would you say to persons, to those here in the Turks and Caicos, with regards to the fact that sometimes they would see it, that this is the norm, this is the way that we've always done things, and why now? Is it being seen or misconstrued as corruption, as as bad mind, as, as good for nothingness, as, as something that we can be charged or even charged, be it on breaches of the code of conduct or breaches, breaches in the acts of corruption under the Integrity Commission's um, organization. Legislation.
1: Right is right even when no one does it. Yes, indeed. And wrong and is wrong no even, even when everybody is doing it. We as the Integrity Commission... We are trying to make sure that corruption doesn't become endemic and pervasive so that it's widely accepted. There are certain red flags that we are seeing now and have seen over the years. For example, persons in the public service, they may think that, you know, just taking time off or going to work late, it's a no, because nobody checks and nobody disciplines them. But... They may not see it as an act of corruption because at the end of the month they're collecting their full salary, but they have not done the work for which they are being paid. There are some persons, and we know it in the communities, some persons go to work and use the resources of the government for their personal business. There there are some persons who go to work and take the office supplies home. Those are acts of corruption. And if it is that new staff or younger staff come into an office and that is the practice, it's only going to continue. And so we have to examine those kinds of situations to make sure that people don't think, well, it's acceptable. And what is not acceptable also is when people think they have to pay for a service that ought to be provided by a government department or agency.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Because that's bribery. And and people will say that the processes take a long time if they don't have to pay, if they don't pay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's wrong. And we cannot accept that.
0: All that, because they don't want to wait the two weeks or the six weeks extra, they just... Put a little something there for the, for the officer or the person who's, who's possessing it so that they can get it. And that is wrong. That's that is corruption. <laughs> on, on both
3: sides. <laughs> the person
1: who's given is uh, the person who's taken. Yes, I'm um, glad you're saying on both sides. Yes. Because if, if we are if we to go back now to dealing with politicians and, and members of the House of Assembly, especially prior to elections, it is wrong mm-hmm. for us as electors, to approach our politicians seeking favors Mm -hmm. and saying to them, well, you have to do this so that I will vote for you. Now, the politicians may say, well, yes, I've known personally in one case where uh, this politician who was running, he had to take a number of men to the bar and he was just buying beers for them because it was that he expected them to vote Now that's wrong because what we are doing as citizens when we do that is that we are driving the politicians to find money in one way or another by hook or by crook Mm -hmm. to supply us with whatever we are asking for and even now when politicians become uh, ministers and members of the House of Assembly people are still running after them asking for this, that and the other and I'm sure, I'm sure that some politicians have to spend half of their salary or the majority of their salary mm-hmm. just trying to help people. Yeah. But as citizens, we have to be responsible. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't use a politician in that way.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. Yes, we definitely don't want to be mis- mis- abusing our, our representatives who are there to solve the country. However, we want to hold them accountable to make the decisions so that we can have the, the, the salary increases, we can have access to, to, to um, the services that should be accessible to any citizen, education, and access to land, and access to, to invest and to gain a business opportunity. But we don't want to be seeking that they have to pay a bill or to, to send us to Miami, you no. Know, those are not, not what they are there for. They're there to serve and to make the, the best decisions on behalf of the country presently
1: and for the future. The thing is, if 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 I'm out of money and I need my electricity bill paid, yes, I can go to my politician, but then you should still accept the fact that my politician will direct you to the Department of Social Development or whatever agency deals, deals with that. Mm-hmm. But don't expect the politician to put his hand in his pocket there and then and give you the money to pay up bill.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, we can't encourage that.
0: Mm -hmm. yes so thanks for sharing on the cultural aspect and and some things that tend to be sometimes let us try not to make it acceptable Mm -hmm. let us try to make it an exception and not Mm -hmm. the norm Mm -hmm. so again I I want to share with you the contact details for the Integrity Commission our website is www.integritycommission.tc as well as You can email in your questions to ask, that's ASK, at integritycommission.tc. You can either call any of our numbers, 941-7847 in Provo, or 946-1941 in Grand Turt. So we're going to take our final break, Integrity Matters, and we will be back here on 89.1 FM.
2: As a man who loves spending time with family, does whatever it takes to keep my wife happy, and works hard to grow a successful business, it is important for me to stay on top of my game. With Flo's new family plans, I get to keep all my favorite things in one place. With 80 gigabytes of data to share with up to four family members and unlimited local anywhere talk and text, I get one bill that covers my entire family for as low as $60 per line and no surprise charges. All I had to do was add my home internet to my mobile, switch to Flow for more savings and more value. Flow helps me look out for my family's greatest needs, keep my customers happy, stay connected to everything I love, and have more time for the right things.
0: Welcome back to the Commissions Report, Integrity Matters. We are here with Commissioner Ken Kendall, as well as Mrs. Wanda Arisa, and I am your host, Indonesia McCartney. We have discussed today the role and the function of the Integrity Commission, that it was a part of the revised constitution of 2008. The role of the Integrity Commission in terms of compliance, investigations, public education, we also have an IT specialist department, as well as the administrative power we talked about the commission being the commissioners and Mrs. Wanda Risa, as per the Commission integrity commission ordinance. We also talked about confidentiality and how it is maintained as we all are sworn into an oath of secrecy as well as the specific measures that are put in place per each unit. And so before we leave you, I just want to invite my guests, to give you their final thoughts. One of the other things I wanted to highlight is the role that each of us has to play as a stakeholder, as a citizen, a resident of the Turks and Caicos Islands.
1: Well, let us remember, honesty is best policy. And all of us as citizens and residents of the Turks and Caicos must join with the Integrity Commission to promote integrity honesty, and good faith in public life. If it is not yours, do not take it. When people take it, then it deprives all of us as citizens of the country from what we ought to be sharing him.
3: And I just want to invite the general public to visit our website. Once again, it's www.integritycommission.tc. Um, we want persons who are aware of any corruption to also um, make a report to us. The commission will do its best to look into each and every report and once the evidence leads us where the um, person who's being um, accused is doing something wrong, then the commission will take action on that and we will um, do our best to ensure that we can cut down the level of any corruption that may be taking place. So it's it's a good um, afternoon for you, and we thank you for listening to us. Yes. Thank you for joining
0: with us today. I hope that you've learned more about the Integrity Commission. Feel free to visit our website and to ask your questions at ask.integritycommissions.tc. Once you send in your questions, we'll try to address them either In our next show, or throughout the next six programs that we have, five programs. Next week, we'll be discussing enforcement, a function of the commission. Until then, I see you, each and every one of you. This has been the commission's report, Integrity Matters, here on 89.1 FM, sponsored by FLU. I am Indonesia McCartney. Join me next Thursday at 2 p.m. when we will flow in the afternoon here on Radio Turks and Caicos.
1: Is the abuse of public office or resources for private gain.
3: When politicians
0: or public officers make decisions to benefit themselves or persons close to them rather than the public at large. This is corruption. Corruption harms society, undermines democracy, and weakens the rule of the law. Report corruption when you see it or hear of it happening. If
2: you sell your voice, you sell your voice. That one vote can make a difference and ultimately affect the decisions made on behalf of the country for the next four
0: years. In many countries, corrupt payments are the norm. Let's not allow that to happen here in the TCI. Report public officials who ask for private payment for doing their job.
2: Bribery is corruption. Do not offer money to government workers to expedite your matter, be it getting rid of that traffic ticket, getting your license, or work permit. It It is illegal.
0: Misusing your public position of authority by offering or soliciting sexual favors for private entry is corruption.
3: Those who get involved in some form of corruption eventually get caught. You lose, and the country loses.
0: Do what is right. Stand for what is right. Every time, everywhere, even when no one is watching. This is integrity. This message has been brought to you by the Integrity Commission of the Turks and Caicos Islands, promoting integrity, honesty, and good faith in public life. The National Health Insurance Plan has over 37,000 contributors. That's 37,000 of us working together to take care of one another.
1: Your contribution ensures my wife and unborn child gets the prenatal care they deserve.
3: Your contribution helps me to afford my medication. Your contribution has helped my loved one receive treatment during their untimely emergency. Your contribution gives me...